0: I was on happy gas at the start for when they put the anesthetic in, but during that, like I was high obviously, but I noticed cold liquid like going down one side of my face and in my head I was kind of like, that feels like blood, but then I thought maybe I'm just too high to realise what it is exactly, but and then after the procedure I realised it was blood because they popped the blood vessel like during it. Hey
1: ReFam, my name's Kate and welcome back to Keeping It Real, the podcast warning you against people offering sneaky lunchtime surgeries. Today, I'm joined by Jessie, a 21-year-old who thought she'd snatch her face like Bella did with some subtle threads, but instead ended up with a burst blood vessel and a head so small and she looked like mega mind for weeks. Not only that, she endured horns poking out the side of her head, a journey that lasted about six months but before we get to jesse's tale of red flags and warning signs we're going to talk to dr richard bloom about what exactly your threads are what are the risks and what you should look out for in your research so today we're talking about threads which um have been Positioned as the alternative to facelifts, as with most things I think that are marketed as an alternative with very little downtime and a lunchtime procedure, I would hazard a guess uh, that it's not necessarily as easy as it seems in the marketing materials. So first question is just what are threads?
2: Yeah, so very much in the too good to be true category. So generally, what, threads have been around for, for a, quite a long time uh, and plastic surgeons have used them in the past and, and then often then discarded them. I'm not aware of anyone currently still doing it. The concept is that you can, through a small stab incision under local anaesthetic, feed a suture uh, under the skin, just in the superficial layers, uh, and it will then bite into... Um, the, the tissues, usually the, the soft tissue under the skin, uh, and then you pull on that um, and then secure it back sort of behind the hairline where you've made the original incision. So certainly uh, sounds quite a simple technique, but obviously has some issues.
1: And there's different types of threads, isn't there? There's PDO and barb and... Yeah.
2: So they they just refer largely to either the type of material or how it's um, getting purchased on the the tissue.
1: Yeah, and because it says, so like PDO, I mean, it's very funny in your research of it, um, if anybody is looking into doing it, uh, you realise that, you know, if they're a PDO place, it's like there's nothing worse than a barb want like they're like the list of complications is so long pdo is phenomenal it's amazing it's flawless but what i do think is interesting is that like it's positioned as uh not a permanent because nothing's permanent but as a far it's definitely marketed as a far more permanent uh solution than like anti-wrinkle or anything like that um but with the dissolving ones
2: how can it be permanent? Yeah. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going to ask. So, yeah. so PDO, that, that's a type of suture that we um, use all the time in mm-hmm. the surgery we do. Uh, when I'm doing a facelift, it's not what I would use because I'm and, – and when I do a muscle repair, it's not the type of suture I use because I want something that is going to be permanent to hold the, uh, the tissues in place where I want them to be. Uh, so I use a permanent suture for those. So the concept of using a dissolving suture, and a a PDO is a suture that um, has a longer dissolving time than other sutures, but nonetheless it still dissolves. So the benefit of that is that less chance of having an infection. Uh, The downside of it is that uh, you're then going to be relying on scar to hold the position. And a lot of surgeons who experimented with using uh, threads discarded it after a period of time when they found that the results were not sustained.
1: What it also claims to do is, um, it works twofold. So um, so everyone knows that your skin loses laxity over time yeah. um, and threads reckon that they're um, thickening and like rejuvenating skin. But the way it even it's even worded, I really wanted to read it. It's so scammy. But the way it's worded, you know, they're saying that it'll, um, you, in times of old, people used to have facelifts to fix jowls. But now with threads, because there's so much collagen going to that area, it's thickening it and it's completely um, preventing, if not uh, fixing, the loosening of skin. Just on um, record, I w- would like to confirm that that's perhaps not an accurate reflection yeah. of stimulating collagen.
2: Well, it, well, it's interesting. So it is stimulating collagen because mm. scar tissue is collagen, but it's misleading um, in that uh, the the what they're trying to portray is that it's it's adding collagen back into the skin, yeah, which it's not. Yeah, um, it is. It is leaving collagen, scar tissue collagen, which is different to the collagen that's in skin. Uh, it is leaving and creating collagen because that's part of the scar um, tissue process. Um, but it's not in the skin and it's not it's not skin-type collagen. So it's not thickening the collagen that is in your skin and making your, your skin look uh, more um, thickened and uh, youthful and rejuvenated and fuller. Um, it, but they're not incorrect in that yeah. Like there is actually collagen being produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not where you want it or the type of collagen that you want. And it's
1: it. definitely not uh, retracting anybody's jowls.
2: Uh, that that is a massive stretch. Yeah to, to I mean literally and not just the jowl. <laughs> 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 um uh, yeah, I mean when we when I'm doing a facelift, uh, the jowls the, the sort of so my analogy and I, I use it in facelifts and I would use it in in um, tummy tucks as well. It's like – okay, so everyone's just got to imagine this. When, you, when you're um, tightening the sheet on your bed, so when you, you're in the corner, you're pulling the sheet to get the wrinkles because everyone – you have to have completely flat sheets, otherwise how can you That's possibly That's why you iron them lovingly every yeah. day, yeah. But the, the, the creases that are in the sheet, they're in the diagonal opposite you, mm-hmm. they're harder to pull out mm-hmm. from, the cor- from the opposite corner. And so that's the same when you're doing, say, a tummy tuck. So the loose skin that's in the higher part of the tummy, that's harder to make flat mm-hmm. and tighten. But the jowls also, that's much further away from where your incision is. So yeah. it's mu- that's where you've got to put a lot of force into it. So to suggest that one or multiple little threads are going to be able to lift that area from way back in the temple is just it's, – it's a reach, literally.
1: <laughs> um, the scammy, one of the um, scammy sounding things I read, which I think is also it's very common that they, hi- um, in and this doesn't just apply to threads, it's really across the board that they will hide behind really, um, not even medical, but medical sounding mm. terminology and mm. jargon to make you not really question it because it just seems so impenetrable, mm. um, which they had here. Um, Because thread lifts are so low risk and they boast such short recovery time, lunchtime operation once again, um, once your skin's healed, you actually compare it with another treatment because you've got nothing but time, like ultra therapy. Alt therapy, oh, old therapy? uses gentle pulses of ultrasound energy to heat the connective tissues beneath the skin, thereby stimulating collagen production. All therapy, which is often referred to as being a non-surgical facelift, which is a Mm. red flag, is safe enough to be applied to virtually any area of the face and neck. By combining that procedure with the thread lift, you can maximise the overall amount of skin firming you receive and even more lifting by treating the neck as well as the face. What are your thoughts on old therapy.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting topic. And um, a plastic surgery buddy of mine in Kansas, Kansas City, Eric Swanson, he's actually just done a review on all of these uh, heat-type therapies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the studies just don't bear out these improvements that these companies claim. So, yes, they do heat the tissues. Uh, yes, it's um, short recovery, but no – there's not any objective evidence that they actually do tighten the skin and rejuvenate the skin. So there is there is an article uh, that's actually just been published in the last month or so that's scientifically looked at all of these treatments um, and the, the result of all that is that there's no objective improvement.
1: And it's the kind of thing as well where if things are working, impairing, you know, like if something says that it works well with good diet and exercise it's you know, yeah. the diet and exercise <laughs> that are actually helping you and just be i know we're coming across very cutting and derisive in this but um obviously it's very easy to see how people can like be brought into this and because again they're like smothering you with medical sounding terms mm. and it's it is really hard to kind of cut through and see what actually works and what doesn't yeah which is what we're here for. Um, what are the kind of risks with threads? What, like, what can go wrong on the other side? Yeah.
2: So, if you're using, well, with any of them, but particularly some that might be more permanent and the barbs, we it's hard to actually get them out. If if that gets infected, uh, and they're usually being inserted in, you know, not in a hospital, so maybe not the most sterile of conditions. So, certainly, we've seen those sorts of cases where the threads get infected. And you can't get them out and you've got to do quite a, a sort of aggressive operation to try and remove the thread. So infection would probably be the most common um, one. Um, the other thing would be contour irregularities in the skin. So sort of you, know, you pull up on the skin and you get a, you, you can sort of see the line of where the thread is. So you get a funny crease or line where that, that is. So that's another common problem. Um, failure, obviously. Yeah. So, you know it. So, what what happens is, and you can just imagine. Um, so, just imagine. I'm trying to think of a maybe a not a, a super gory uh, example, but um, you imagine you've got something like I don't know chicken wire or or dental floss or something, and you're pulling it through, sort of fat from uh, you know in, on a piece of meat as you pull through, it's actually going to start cheese wiring through that tissue, and that's one of the reasons why it fails because it just sort of um, puts uh, pressure on that tissue and then just cuts through it, and then it's no longer pulling. So sometimes you'll see these um, photos of patients who are uh, post-op, and I, I think that was sort of one of the issues with the the uh, patient you spoke to, Um and, you know, initially it all looked really bunched up and then sort of within a short amount of time and it had sort of all settled back down to pretty much where it was and that's the problem. It's, it's just pulled through that because that tissue is, is very um, uh, flimsy and doesn't really hold sutures. So when we're doing a facelift, the tissues that you're tightening is what's called the SMAS layer. So that's a similar layer that's sort of throughout the body and it's quite a tight, firm, not tight, it's quite a firm, rigid layer. And so you can put sort of good sutures into it and um, which will hold and not pull out and, and hold the tissues where you want to hold them. Um, when we're doing an operation like that, we, we wouldn't be putting sutures in fat for the same reason because it would just uh, cheese wire through. So, uh, in, uh other complications so hematoma which is what we're sort of talking about is one but nerve damage would be another so uh particularly for someone who's not experienced and, and doesn't maybe understand the anatomy quite so well understanding the depth where you are uh, can, could be would, would be quite challenging so it's all done very blindly so if you somehow ended up Deeper than where you were, you could damage one of the motor nerves, which is a nerve supplying a muscle. So you get a facial droop. Uh, and even in the more superficial planes, you might get a nerve that provides sensation. So you might have patches of numbness on on your face, which mostly the the, the numbness would probably improve. But uh, if you got a motor nerve, that that could be permanent. So nerve damage would be another potential risk. Sounding yes, good, I know. but you can do it at lunchtime and it's quick. Yeah, and they, and that's the upside.
1: I think as well, that lunchtime thing is especially misleading because of how swollen this girl was. I know whatever had happened, but even when she also got uh, the fox threads removed, her face blew up for like two weeks. And all of the messaging on their websites and on the internet say that uh, you can go back after lunch if you feel like taking the rest of the day off, and so be it. But you could easily just go back after lunch.
2: I don't understand how these people build a practice up just working at lunchtime. I know I mean, it's very <laughs> limited. It would give you a lot of free time.
1: Yeah, but that's true. Very busy wow. between twelve and two, <laughs> and then just go home. <laughs> okay, we're gonna hear back from Doctor Bloom in a little bit. I just I'm. Keep giving away spoilers about uh, the patient that is to come and I want you guys to hear directly from Jessie. So like I said at the top of the episode, Jessie is a young woman from Sydney who uh, popped in for a surgery that she thought was pretty cheap, seemed pretty relaxed. Everybody in the offices seemed chill about it. Uh, and then it obviously just went horribly, horribly wrong. Uh, we will be linking some of her TikToks and our Instagrams when we share the episode. So head over to our Instagram to check them out. Um, but in the meantime, hi, Jessie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before um, we kind of get into it, I know obviously you had the abdos eyebrow lift or more commonly known as the fox eye lift. Was that your first ever cosmetic procedure or had you had anything else done before?
0: So I've had a few things done, but that was like my first main, like big thing. But I've had like fillers before. I've had lip blush tattoo, but I had that like a bit after the fox eye threads. Um. Yeah, but that was like one of the biggest things I've ever gotten done, like surgical procedures. Yeah,
1: first time they brought a big knife out. Yeah. Um, so what was your kind of understanding of the pre- pr- procedure, like before you booked in? What did you think it was going to do to your face?
0: I, from what I understood from it, I thought that I was just going to get like an eyebrow lift, which lifted the tails of my eyebrows. So it would give like a slick back look, basically kind of like celebrities have.
1: Yeah, like that Bella Hadid, super like sultry, slick look. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, So how, so you, you went in, I assumed you like looked at all the before and afters, went in for the surgery. Were you nervous going into it?
0: Not really. I was more excited, yeah. I think, because I had it in my head for like a few weeks or a few months beforehand. So I was just more keen to get it over and done with. Yeah, of course. So so much excitement.
1: All right. So when you yeah. get in there, how did the actual surgery go?
0: Um, the surgery was good. I felt safe when I, when they were doing it. Um, I was on happy gas at the start for when they put the anesthetic in. But during that, like I was high, obviously, but I noticed like this cold, cold liquid like going down one side of my face. And in my head, I was kind of like, "That feels like blood." But then I thought maybe I'm just too high to realize what it is exactly. But I knew something had like, like there was some sort of liquid there. And then after the procedure, I realized it was blood because they popped a the blood vessel like during it. Um, oh but during the procedure itself, like before, I realized what it was. Like I felt safe and like, like I didn't have any pain or anything like that because the anaesthetic made me numb. But yeah, right. yeah, once I realised after, they were pretty chill about it. They were like, oh, yeah, no, that's normal. You just bled a little bit. So I didn't feel like it was not normal. But I, later I realised, like, I don't think that's meant to happen. Yeah, right, of course. But,
1: yeah. So what did you look like when you came out straight after the surgery?
0: Oh, I, my whole face was blown up. Like, I, I looked like Mega It It enhanced a lot, like, during the night. Mm-hmm. But when I first saw it, it was large compared to how my head normally looks and like both my eyebrows were like bulging out but oh, yeah it was like it was very weird to look at and I was like I looked in the mirror because I went to the bathroom and I was like laughing at myself in the mirror yeah. so I was like what the f-
1: <coughs> <laughs> did they what like was were you kind of expecting that at all like did they say that was normal
0: um they did say that I would be a bit swollen, but they kind of told me that during it. I think when they realized how swollen I was, they told me that. But because of the way they worded everything, I did feel like, oh, this must be normal, because yeah, they was. did like they made me feel like it was it was okay, and it happens to everyone. Yeah, okay. How long were you
1: swollen? Like that giant head?
0: Um, I would say like one and a half weeks. I was like huge. Oh my god! And then maybe like. Two weeks then it started like going down and it looked a bit more normal
1: yeah oh,
0: god that's so long <laughs> yeah i uh, yeah i kind of embraced it like i was making tiktoks and i was like having a laugh with it so it was it was kind of okay like i was like this is kind of fun it's yeah. different and i couldn't really go out in public because i'd feel a bit self-conscious because not everyone knows me like not everyone follows me on tiktok so people in public wouldn't <laughs> know anything to me yeah but course. i felt like up was a safe space because at least I could explain what happened to me and then everyone could have a laugh with me.
1: Yeah of course. So after it, kind of, after that two weeks and it did subsided a bit then how did it look like had your eyebrows been lifted was it a good result?
0: Well like at the two weeks mark when it started looking like normal again I was still slightly swollen um, but my eyebrows definitely looked lifted and I was so happy with it and yeah I thought it was going to stay like that and then maybe like a week or two after then it slowly started dropping mainly in one eyebrow and then it just was like uneven completely so one eyebrow like seemed to have worked and then one eyebrow was like back to how it normally looked so yeah it was like lifted for like maybe a few days and then it started just going downhill from there.
1: Oh no so what did did you go see them after that what did they what did they say to fix it?
0: Um, I showed them, and then they gave me, like, temporary Botox for the eyebrow that was dropped, and they were like, just back in eight weeks, like, could we have to do an eight-week check-up anyway, and they said, um, if it hasn't lifted itself by eight weeks, then we'll put another thread in, but for now, we'll just use Botox and then see how it goes. But by the end of that eight weeks, like, both of them had ended up dropping, I think.
1: Oh, God, and that's such a long time to check that's two months that you're waiting to be like okay my eye my face is out of whack
0: yeah and I think they gave me so much certainty that in eight weeks the collagen build up would make my eyebrows like go lifted even more so I was thinking oh it's gonna be like a more lifted effect than what it looks now which I was really excited to see but -hmm. that didn't happen either
1: yeah and I mean that's hard as well because obviously if you put in too much anti-wrinkle it can also make paralyze it so much that your eyebrows drop so you know really also could have gone the other way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, so after you went back after the eight weeks and it had both dropped then what happened were you like I need a refund I want like want more threads I want them taken out what was the next steps?
0: Well they gave me a few options they gave me either we can remove it, which is like the last option that they wanted to do and the last option that I wanted to do at the time. And then they were like, we can add more threads. And I definitely didn't want to do that. Um, They said that they were going to use a different technique, though, so not through the muscle but through the skin instead, which they do for some people but not everyone. I don't know exactly if that would be better, but I just said no. And I'm glad I did now as well. And then they gave me the re- – well, they didn't actually give me the refund option. I was the one who asked and I said I'd prefer to get my money back. Mm-hmm. So then they gave me a partial refund of 1100 when I initially paid two grand. Um, but at the time, I was like, any money is better than none. Like, yeah, of course. Because some people don't even give refunds for that type of stuff because you sign waiver forms. So, yeah, I was like – I was okay with that. All
1: right. So then – so the- – I noticed um, in some of the TikToks you had, you had like kind of protruding bumps. You kept calling them horns that were sticking out. After how long did you have those?
0: Um, they started like around that time when I went to the a week checkup, mm-hmm. but they weren't like really big. And then probably I've had the, I had them for like a maybe two or three months, I think, or maybe yeah, around two months. So. They got worse and worse over time, but they were still evident. Like from, yeah, from that eight-week checkup.
1: So we're talking now—is this like around five months? Like that's a, I'm just doing quick um, maths in
0: my head. I got the procedure done in November, and then I noticed the horns around January, like beginning of January, yeah. and then I think I got them removed like late February or early March.
1: Wow. Okay. So, so you got? Uh, was it just the way they removed those bumps? Was that by rem- removing the threads completely?
0: Yeah, but still to this day, I can still feel something underneath my skin. But I think that's the collagen buildup. But okay. they removed as much thread as they can. Yeah. As they yeah. could.
1: And what did that feel like? Was that? Were you really scared to go in after how badly it had gone the first time?
0: Um, I wasn't scared. I was more similar to how I felt when I was first going in to get the procedure done I think I was excited because I like I had these bumps in my head and I just wanted to get rid of them and yeah. I thought we'll remove the best way to do it so I'll just go ahead and do it and yeah I was just keen to get it over and done with. Yeah of course
1: and then did you did you swell again after you had those threads removed?
0: Yeah so it was like the same even worse swelling than what I had when I first got the procedure done.
1: Oh, wow. How was it worse?
0: Um, I think it just, I don't know, I blew up a lot more and mm-hmm. like the, because I would have bumps on two sides of my face and I felt like the golf balls were there for a lot longer um, than when I got the Fox-Eye threads initially because yep. it kind of, yeah, I don't know. It was just weird. And I also like blew up in, the lower part of my face as well this time, like after the removal. So the swelling went down to my chin, my cheeks. So I looked like more round across like all of my face, not just the top of my head.
1: Oh, wow. And how long did that last?
0: Um, I would say it did last a little bit um, shorter amount of time. I think it was like a week. A week, yeah. Yeah, right.
1: God, that is traumatic from start to finish what would you say have you had like other girls I feel like a lot of time when people kind of share this stuff you know because it can be really embarrassing and I think people on the internet as well are very quick to be like well you're an idiot you've done this to yourself so I think it can be really hard (laughs) to share that you you've done it but obviously it happens all the time and we have like patients coming here all the time that had seen cosmetic surgeons and they're so scared to talk about it because like they feel like an idiot for going that it's gone wrong and people tell them that they are. Did you really struggle Mm. with kind of sharing that on the internet?
0: Um, Not really. I did get a lot of hate, um, but at the same time, I don't know, I kind of like blocked out a lot of it because I was just more like, I'm happy to, like, I'm happy to be open about this. And it's giving me a laugh and I know that I'm not serious about it. So if people, other people are serious and that's on them, like it's, like, I'm having a good time with it all. So, yeah, I was just trying to be chill with it. And anyone who was taking it too seriously, I was like, I don't care.
1: It's <laughs> a very good way to be living your life. Did you have other yeah. girls reach out um, and say that they'd had similar experiences?
0: Yeah, I had, like, around four girls who messaged me privately on Instagram and told mm-hmm. me about their situation. Um, and, yeah, some of them had bumps as well. Um, there was this one girl who she had the same thing happen to her, like me, but she went to get a removal and they couldn't find the thread. So she's like stuck with the bumps now. Um, another one who has like really bad scarring from a similar procedure. Um, that's like long term. I don't think she's going to get rid of the scars at all because they're really big. Um, yeah, there's there's been a few people who've said that they've gotten something similar done or the same thing done and it's just not worked out so that's why I really don't have any trust in threads, and I think it's I don't know I'm not a big fan of any cosmetic surgeons who promote them now because I just think it's a bit of a scam and I feel like it's happened to so many people but they act like it's happened to no one yeah
1: yeah very suspicious when they with anyone ever tells you that it's only happened to you
0: yeah, well my cosmetic surgeon he said like oh no I've never seen this before. I've seen it with fillers but not with um with threads. This is the first time I've been doing this for years and then he even got a clinical practitioner in from the from the place that provide like sells the threads mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. And um she like has done lots of threading herself on people and she said, Yeah, this is very rare. I haven't seen it on anyone else or rarely yeah, like she's maybe seen it on one or two people out of her whole time being in that industry. But I don't know. I think either maybe people are too scared to bring it up to them, so they keep it to themselves and that's why they don't know about it, or they're just lying.
1: Yeah, I think we'll probably safely assume the latter. But very nice of you to give them that out. Um, what's your advice to people who are considering getting threads
0: I I would not suggest it at all. I think it's probably the worst decision and I've seen way too many bad instances happen with threads to even, yeah, have any sort of recommendation towards it. I think it's not a good idea. I would stick to Botox. I know that Botox is like a lot less, like it's more temporary, Mm -hmm. but I think it's probably safer than going towards threading because even... Like other um, plastic surgeons on TikTok and stuff have commented on my videos and said that threads don't really work for a lifting effect. So yeah, even people in that industry, professionals, know that they don't really work.
1: Yeah. So yeah,
0: I would- And did they? Because I,
1: I know obviously they use that kind of Bella Hadid picture to get um, people in the door. But is mm-hmm. that what, Does she have threads, or or people saying that she'd had different surgery?
0: Yeah, people are saying she had like a ponytail facelift, or there's all these other ones. I don't, I can't remember the names of them, but mm-hmm. there's speculation because I don't think that she has like admitted what she's had done. Yeah, right. So it's hard to know. But um, yeah, she definitely didn't get spreads. But when I first wanted to get them done, that's what I thought she had done. Because yeah, um, all the cosmetic surgeons were using her photos as info pics and stuff.
1: Yeah, right. What did your family think um, after you got the threads and your face kind of swelled up like that?
0: Uh, I didn't even tell my dad because he doesn't, like, I don't live with him. So I was like, it's best he doesn't know because yeah, yeah. he doesn't like my face. But my mom, she was like, oh, my gosh, Jessie, what did you do? And I kind of had told her beforehand, oh, like, I'm probably going to be swollen, but I don't think she realised how swollen. But she wasn't, like, terrible either because she's a nurse herself, like, oh, cool. in age but she's seen like gruesome shit so I think she was like she wasn't as bad as what I thought she could have been yeah right but she still was.
1: still didn't love it yeah very good alright
0: well, was there anything else that you wanted to add yeah I just would recommend not anyone not to get threads and yeah use my experience as a sign not to do anything that dramatic to your face and even People are thinking I got my threads done because I was insecure or because I didn't like my eyebrows, which is not true. Like, Mm. I didn't find anything wrong with my eyebrows beforehand. Um, I just thought, oh, this is like an extra addition to my face. Like, it'd be cool. But I think one thing I've learned is if I'm happy with the feature of my face, not to bother touching it because things like this might happen and it's it ends up being worse.
1: Yeah. I think that is very, very good advice. So you heard there that Jesse pretty fervently is not uh, advocating for threads in any way. Is there any red flags or things that people should be looking out for? If um, I don't know this episode wasn't off putting, <laughs> off putting enough. Um, again, I think just important to stress uh, that just because when you do, when we say do your research, we do mean look at uh, reliable sources don't just go to the uh, website of the person performing the surgery because that won't necessarily mean that they're giving you all the information is there any red flags people should be looking out for in terms of the kind of messaging
2: well I think anything that sounds too good to be true is a red flag in in and of itself so if someone's telling you it's mini this mini that short recovery um you know those common sort of phrases uh, it's probably something to be wary of. I think when people chuck in a lot of medical jargon, probably also a red flag, uh, I think, as we as always say, check on the ARPRA website to see what the doctor you're seeing, what they're registered as. If they're registered as, as a uh, GP, uh, you might want to maybe consider that they're not the best person to be providing this sort of treatment. Uh, you know, websites i think websites the role for websites are really secondary sort of after you're confident that you've seen this person's results and the treatments that they're doing um, and more to know a little bit more about the practice rather than i I don't think going to a doctor's website is a great source to research a, a procedure
1: and look for before and afters they've done mm. because I noticed with threads, a lot of them just use Bella Hadid's pics, yeah. who has never once said what surgery she had. And it's, um, right. and I don't like nobody's really saying threads. Like most people, are, I think she's had a ponytail facelift or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't, unless they did Bella Hadid's surgery, which if they're working out of Sydney suburbs, you can probably hazard a guess they didn't. Yeah. Uh, look for real time, non edited. Before and after,
2: I, I and I see this a lot on websites and social media uh, in practices that are promoting some of these non-surgical uh, uh, procedures, where they've got images that have been provided by the company. So you see it a lot with um, uh, ultra shape or whatever it's called, the yeah. Cool Lift, Cool Sculpting. Cool sculpt. So a lot of a lot of uh, practices, plastic surgery practices as well. They put up cool sculpting photos from the company which uh, that doesn't really sit great with me i mean if you don't have enough if you don't have any patients yourself who've done well like yeah maybe a red flag
1: definitely if you liked this episode of keeping it real please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and while you're there why don't you have a flick through our past episodes We'd love to hear your requests for future topics, so send your suggestions through to us on IG at replastic surgery. That's all for today, and we'll catch you next time for another peek into the world of plastic surgery.